In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. for another fire episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio coming at you. Thanks for tuning in. A quick reminder as well, if you're enjoying these episodes and you haven't yet left us a review, appreciate you doing that. Just quick tap, swipe in the mobile app that you're listening to this on your podcast and uh, leave a review and or share it with somebody else that you think might find this content useful. So uh, before we get into this week's special guest, another success story from the streets of our Mortgage Marketing Pro members. Let's just face it, face it, the market has shift. Refis are long gone. Uh, matter of fact, I saw a stat the other day that said something like uh, 85% of mortgages are well under 6% from Redfin. So uh, obviously what's left, what's next? Purchase business. How are you getting purchase business? Look, there's a bunch of different ways to get it. Uh, one way that is, uh, of course, reliable and the shortest path, most efficient and least costly path is you building profitable referral relationships with successful realtors in your local market. Yes, I know it, there are challenges. Look at, don't tell, show me a way to generate leads in business that doesn't have its challenges, whether it's cost, whether it's overhead, whether it's infrastructure, whether it's you know time from lead generated to uh, for that lead to close. Look, there's all different versions of hard. You just got to choose your hard, right? So uh, getting agent referrals, although I would argue with you, is the fastest route to buyers in the market that are active and ready to convert. How do I know that? Well, because I've been doing this since 2003 and I've seen and heard it all. And as much as I love social media, video marketing, and all that goes with that, that this definitely should be a pillar of your business. What also should be a pillar of your business is the past client database and of course, referral strategies and I'm, I'm talking about real estate agent referrals today. New uh, success story coming in from one of our pro members, Jeremy Martin. What's up? Uh, Jeremy just finished up another Reels class. Great turnout. And he had an agent he's been inviting since he started teaching classes. Finally showed up, came to the class because another agent told that agent how much she has learned by attending Jeremy's classes. It made his day. Jeremy, it's making my day too. What's happened since the class is that he's already got two meetings set to follow up with those agents after this class. Guys, that's fast. That's what I call referrals on demand. I haven't yet found a more successful route for attracting and converting agents to referral partners then building your personal brand and leading with education, providing resources, content, information that makes a measurable difference or gives a competitive advantage to real estate agents. I meet with agents all the time in my local market. I talk to and work with loan officers all the time across the country who, when they lead with helping agents, teams, brokerages, solve the problems and challenges of the types of things we provide for our pro members like Jeremy, how do I do reels? How do I get started on a video? How do I set up a YouTube channel? How do I optimize my Google business profile? And on and on and on. If you become the conduit, the source, right, the hub for that information and follow our proven system and process, you will be generating referrals on demand. You will build a personal brand that will allow you to become the dominant go-to lender in your local market. Don't believe me? You can go to mortgagemarketing.pro and go read the additional success stories that you have over there and learn more. So without further ado, let me now introduce our special guest. 
So uh, I was introduced to our special guest. I was actually speaking at the California Association of Mortgage Professionals uh, the other day. And by the way, if anybody's looking for a compelling, funny, engaging, and uh, high value speaker for any of your upcoming events, hey, yours truly, reach out to me, DM me on Facebook or Instagram, you know how to reach me. So I'm at the uh, camp event up in, uh, uh, what was it, Daly City, Bay Area of San Francisco, and uh, had a uh, rep from a mortgage company come up to me there. And say, hey, have you heard about Josh Thompson? And I said, no, I haven't. Who's Josh Thompson? Oh, he's a lender here uh, that uh, has 121,000 followers on Instagram. And he's only been active on Instagram for about a year. That's it. And I was like, what? Get out of here. You got to be kidding me. No. So I went and looked Josh Thompson up and I found out everything she said and more was true. And I said, I got to get Josh on the podcast because he's doing some incredible things when it comes to content. And he's also generating actual business business in the month of February. By the way, this is February 24th where I'm recording this. 17 contracts generated exclusively from his presence online social media. Uh, In the month of February, 350 applications in the month of February, 700 leads in the month of February. Guys, all of this is from the content that he's putting out completely free on Instagram and TikTok. Those are his two primary platforms. And you're going to hear exactly how Josh got started, how he got over some of the limitations and roadblocks and mindset that you probably have and I have and you know still struggle with, struggle with with putting content out there. Well, Josh was able to get through those, get beyond those. And he's been posting consistently now for uh, roughly a year. And now you've heard his results. So first thing you want to do is listen to this episode and perhaps simultaneously go look up Josh online at Instagram, Mortgage Dad of Three. On on TikTok, mortgage TikTok, mortgage dad of three on TikTok, uh, and start to follow him. Start to see what he's doing, and then simply swipe and deploy the ideas you like and make them their own. All right, and so that's it. Listen to this episode, enjoy it. Go to Josh's uh, Instagram, DM him, let him know you heard about him on the podcast here, and hope you enjoy this episode. So let's get into this week's show. Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for hopping on with short notice as well. I know we both have crazy schedules and calendars. And so I always appreciate people who are busy doing a lot like you are uh, making time. So for the listeners who aren't familiar with Josh Dobson, who is he? What does he do? All right. So, uh, well, I'm a mortgage loan originator, uh, first and foremost. Second, I've tried to grow my business through social media. So many people would refer to me as a micro-influencer. Um, I do a lot of social media, um, what I like to call edutainment, um, more so than anything else. Um, we're trying to educate, but also entertain at the same time, because education can be kind of boring. And a lot of our listeners and the people that follow us um, like to be entertained um, while also learning about the process, buying a house, getting a home loan, because um, it's not really a, a, a fluffy subject, not really something that's real pretty. Um, so we try to we try to try to make it a little bit nicer to to listen to. All right, you've been originating or in the business for twenty. Oh yeah, so um, been doing loans for about twenty years. So mm-hmm. I graduated in college in two thousand and four. Yep. Took a year off. I was going to go back to law school. Took my M- I took my LSATs. Uh, got up. Got applied. Was going to law school. Um, jumped into this business with my mother and my stepfather at the time, who were originating. So this was two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. Um, I gravitated towards it. I loved it. I enjoyed um, the process, um, the numbers part of it, um, helping people, talking to people. So it became kind of more of a a love for me. And I decided to make it my career instead of going back to law school. So 20 years, um, bounced back and forth between brokerages and retail lenders, you know, kind of the same story. Most lenders have been doing it this long. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Okay. Awesome. And you're in the Bay Area, right? Uh, yeah, well, I, p- people call it the Bay Area, but I, it's Modesto, California. We're smack dab oh, in the Central Valley of California. Yeah, see, I wouldn't call that the Bay Area. That's yeah, exactly <laughs> right. But some people might say, you know, the East Bay. You know, I I try to stay away from that. I'm 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 in the heartland of California. Oh no 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 no, Modesto is not. I mean, this is coming from a guy who's lived up and down the whole entire California coast, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. Plus, my son goes to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, so. Okay. Uh, know the area, you know, driving through the back roads very often. All yes. Right. Yeah. Not a lot to see a lot of farmland. So, uh, you were brought to my attention, as I mentioned to you a moment ago, uh, by, uh, your, uh, mortgage insurance rep. And, um, she's mentioned to me that, Hey, have you heard of Josh Dobson? What's he's doing on Instagram? I'm like, no, 
And then she brings me you to, to your channel and you have 121,000 followers at the time of this recording on Instagram. Um, and yet you've only been on Instagram a year. Is that right? So, I mean, we've been on Instagram a little bit longer, but we really haven't done anything as far as social media, marketing, um, recording videos for probably a, maybe a year. I, I would say I'm closer to probably eight months. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So what, what, what got you on? Like, is there a story behind that? Yeah, I guess there kind of is. So, I mean, being in the business for 20 years, um, I've seen a lot of ups and downs. I've seen changes in the markets and how things work, um, where business comes from. Mm-hmm. And so I would say probably towards the end of last year, I realized that the market was getting ready to shift. We were going to see kind of a slowdown in the markets, especially here uh, in California. Um, prices rising, interest rates rising. I figured some things were going to start to change. So I wanted to expand my reach, um, knowing that the old model of chasing after real estate agents locally uh, works well and good when the markets are hot. But when it starts to slow down, it becomes kind of anemic. Um, becomes very difficult to survive as a loan officer and a single breadwinner for your household. So I looked at the opportunity on social media that I saw, um, which was, I feel like it was a great way for you to reach more consumers Hmm. um, and connect with them on a more personal level. Um, So instead of the old model where you're chasing after real estate agents looking for referrals, I figured I could flip the script and get directly to the consumer Um, and get them before they're off shopping for houses and then put them in the place where they need to be, which is shopping for houses after they've been pre-approved. Yeah. And the first place you went was Instagram? So, yeah. I mean, we we looked at all the different um, social media channels. Um, Instagram at the time uh, was flipping to Reels, so video content before they had just been a picture app. Um, and that really didn't lend itself to what we were trying to do. Right. So with the advent of video and video becoming more prevalent in social media, um, we saw an opportunity to start creating videos, um, that drove traffic, that drove, uh, engagement. And those videos, obviously with the personal touch of me being in the video, communicating, um, and getting across different messages, it it just, it seemed like the right fit to be able to grow, uh, an audience, but also grow a following to help us drive consumers to become homeowners. So prior to deciding to get on Instagram, timing of reels and all that stuff, video, had you prior to that done much with video? So if you go back and you look at our uh, Instagram page, if you go back just before this all happened, a lot of it was just the the carousels and the pictures. Um, we really hadn't done a lot of video. Um, it, like I said, it was just kind of one of those things where we saw an opportunity. Um, and again, another aspect of it was TikTok, right? So TikTok also became very popular. Um, and TikTok was another platform where it was a lot of short form video content. Um, and it's a lot easier for someone who's starting out to really get involved in short form video content because it requires less information. Um, it also requires less uh, work, right? So uh, before everybody was on YouTube and YouTube requires long, longer videos. So it requires a little bit more content. Um, with the advent of the short form video content, it gave us a platform to be able to create a lot of content and get a lot more information out there in a short amount of time with a little bit less work. Yeah. But, uh, Josh, many people have seen what's happened with Instagram reels, the short form video thing, and yet they've still sat on their hands and done nothing. You, what's different about you that you decided to take hold of that? I mean, because you heard from sure heard all the quote excuses or reasons why, you know, I don't want to get on video or whatever the thing is. Right. Right. So how did you deal with that mentally or whatever? I, I mean, in all fairness, like, um, I've done a lot of research and a lot of the research says, you know, people don't get started because of the psychology of it. You know, whether it's the, I don't look good or I don't sound good. Um, For me, I think as I've grown personally um, in myself and the confidence within myself, I became aware that it didn't matter. You know, I I I don't necessarily care what other people think I look like or what I sound like. For me, it became about the consumer. So I realized um, after having, you know, thousands of conversations with clients throughout the years, I realized there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of lack of education when it comes to finance, uh, when it comes to buying a house, when it comes to getting financed to buy a house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I saw 
a, a niche, I guess you could say, right? Being able to provide a level of education that was entertaining, um, that would help consumers actually get the right information. Mm. You seem to be a somewhat entertaining guy, meaning, you know, you've got a lively personality. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is I don't think I really do. Um, I guess it's just when the camera turns on, I have fun and I realize that there's not really anything you can say that's really wrong. <laughs> no, that's great, man. You just like saw this opportunity, this short form content comes out and you're like, Hmm, I think this is going to be something to your point earlier about like, a better way to connect and engage with people video. Um, and that was roughly a year ago or so. And I am going back in your feed here, by the way, uh, yeah. trying to get back to those old images. I do have to go back quite a ways cause you've posted a hell of a lot of content. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's one of the other things about it is that we, as we were doing this, um, we engaged with a lot of other content creators, um, and got a lot of information on what and how to do it. Um, so when we're talking to other influencers, um, and we're talking to other people in the mortgage industry that want to get into the, the, the space of social media. Um, we try to explain it, consistency and repetition. It is a great way to get comfortable on the camera, get comfortable with video and really engage your, 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 your customer. You have a, at this time of us recording this, a thousand, 1100 posts. How often are you posted to Instagram? So currently our schedule is two day, two times a day. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So look, I just actually prior to this got off a, a webinar I was doing with a, a real estate agent, Levi Lassick out of uh, Texas, who's built one hell of a YouTube presence. Um, and we had a bunch of LOs and realtors on there. And, and as I'm sure you are well aware, often people go to immediately the noise or the story they tell themselves in their head about, well, shit, how are you doing two a day? Like, oh my God, I don't have time. Or like, you know, how do you edit? What about, what about the filter? What about like all these what ifs? Right. It's so a lot ifs? of overthinking. Yeah. I mean, so, and honestly, I think that's, I think that's a lot of what get, get what gets in a lot of people's way is overthinking about it. Um, because I mean, if you look at it, our video editing and content's gotten a little bit better over time, the, the quality, and that's just, again, repetition, um, but starting off the process is the best way to do it. I mean, we started with, I mean, heck, I mean, I think I've been through like four or five different mics. Um, we add lighting, we do different lighting. Um, so I think it's just a matter of trial and error and what you're comfortable with, but you, you have to start somewhere. I mean, you really can't just sit on the sideline and make excuses. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm at fault for this quite often. I've been working on and trying to get started on my own podcast. Mm. Um, they haven't started recording much of it. I mean, I've done a lot of individual videos for long form content for YouTube. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just a matter of getting started and yeah. trial and error. Like you said. Um, okay. So twice a day, and I'm looking at your content and, and I'm just thinking in my head, like the audience of the questions they would probably be asking you if, if you're here, you know, do you have a team who does your editing? Give me kind of a structure of like, you know, your content strategy, how you go from idea to what I see here. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of it is spending some time. So we spend about an hour every day on way, Instagram. Not to interrupt, but when you say we, who's we? Right. So yeah. it's me and one other person. Okay. Uh, my social media manager is also my mother. Okay, cool. Uh, family, family orientation. Mm -hmm. um, so she actually does most of the video editing. Mm -hmm. um, we collaborate with as far as the content's concerned, the messaging, um, and then kind of the content calendar. So, I mean, we, we try to plan out as much of this as possible so that we were not um, stuck mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people will get stuck. They'll, they'll, you know, you've got the trending videos, you have the the talking videos. There's lots of different ways that you can create content. Um, so we try to do a lot of it or all of it. Um, and so collaboratively, we will spend about an hour on social media, whether it's Instagram or TikTok. We'll look at other influencers' content. Um, we'll see kind of the messaging, how it's playing out. Um, it's a lot of market research um, just because you can always recreate the wheel, but recreating the wheel sometimes ends up with a lot of frustration yeah. um, just because you missed the mark. Um, so the other great thing about this is with the number of repetitions that you do, um, you really start to learn what your voice is 
and how your voice can impact consumers and the people that are listening. Yep. So, I mean, we have probably about 20 to 30 different messages that we like to repeat, mm-hmm. whether it's um, specifically to a specific type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've, we've, we've found that these actually play well um, and they reach a lot of consumers. And so that's really important for us because we're trying to get our message out there and the platforms push different videos based on the amount of engagement that you get. So yeah. if you're producing content that's great and educational, but nobody's watching it, it has no impact. So we've learned to look for different um, aspects of how messages come across and how they play with the consumer and on the social media platforms. So we have different messages for different platforms. We have different content for different platforms. We really, again, it's market research Um, and then trial and error, repetition. A lot of your content, at least at brief glance, appears to be education related. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're, we're literally doing as much of it as we can as far as edutainment. Like I said, I, one of the words that I like to coin and phrase and use a lot is edutainment, yeah. right? So it's education, but it's also entertaining. Um, and well, your I mom's doing editing. First of all, she's doing a really good job. I, yeah, I tell her all the time. She's she's done an amazing job. And for a boomer, uh, people get shocked all the time <laughs> that I, I have thinking. a boomer editing my videos. It. I didn't want to say it, but I was just yeah. like, my mom's not a boomer. But like, if she was ever to edit a video, they'd be like, oh my god, the world's ending. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's been a, it's been it's been something new for her because I mean, like I said, when we decided to go down this path, um, it was a conversation I had with her. I said, look, I feel like this is where the market's headed. Yeah. I feel like it's a great way for us to get in front of more consumers and I'm going to need your help. Yeah, and so we sat down, we yeah. won the platform challenge. She's been learning different ending techniques. She uses so many different apps. Yeah. She's doing B-roll. Yep. That's really awesome. I'm just really impressed. You know, m- most of the time I tell people to outsource their editing, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's some great, there's some great websites, right? I mean, there's Fiverr, there's Upwork, there's a right. lot of different ways to get videos edited. Um, I guess I, I, I was just fortunate that I, I had my mother who is willing to learn new stuff. Um, and I, sometimes I think she loves it. Sometimes I think she's, she's overwhelmed at times, but for the most part, we have fun doing it. And I think, I mean, I, I, I looked at some research the other day and I guess a lot of, um, influencers have a happier life um, just because we spend a lot of time creating fun, happy content um, and we can communicate. So we're, we're, we're getting to dump a lot of what we hear, feel and experience every day and get it off our chest on social media. So it's, it's a great platform and it's a great way to really help mentally as well. You know, before we get to, I'm going to make a note for myself, just business, right? Deals that have come by your way through, through social. Um, I just had this thought as I heard you describing that, and you know, this too is, I wonder if part of the challenge of people making, bridging the gap between seeing the video and seeing people like you and others and everybody seeing as I know, I know, I know I should do, but I, some people do and some people don't bridge this gap. And let's remember that in the mortgage industry, we have a lot of, um, analytical people, right? These high C's and things like that on the disc profile. And and I'm going to, I would get, I don't know how many are creative versus, but you're clearly creative. I can tell by how you show up on camera, you're comfortable on camera. You have a personality It's engaging. It's humorous, all those things. I mean, not everybody has that personality. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So I'm wondering like, what do you, how would you coach them to say you can still do this? So we all have our own voice, right? Mm-hmm. And we all have a voice. We all have a way we come across it. And if you look and you follow some of the other influencers that are from the mortgage space, not everybody is fun and engaging or, you know, they all have different personalities and they all do well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, we've got something coming up here this afternoon where I'm going to jump on another call with a couple other influencers. And um, one of them is very pragmatic, very, you know, you might say dry, um, but she had the great following. Um, and it's because she, the way she comes across with her message, it, it plays to other consumers. Um, not everybody likes my content. Not everybody likes everybody else's content. It, there's people out there for you. It's yes. just a matter of reaching them. 
That's an excellent reminder, by the way, everybody, if you didn't catch that, uh, it was the same thing that on the earlier call I was on today, Levi, about the YouTube channel, when people see other people in their town producing content, right? And they're like, oh, so-and-so's already done it. And the point you just re reiterated, which is there, there are people out there just for you. Like some people will like John, some people won't, or Josh, but some people won't, you know? So that's, there's enough to go around is the point. And just be there really is. And I mean, honestly, the, the, the market, or at least the, the, the group of people that I've met through uh, social media, the, the loan officers, we're all here in it to help each other. None of us are really cutthroat. We all have each other's backs. And a lot of times we will collaborate and we'll talk about things because we all have different clients. We all have different customers that we can play to. Um, and there's just so much out there that it's, it's, I mean, Hey, I'm fortunate enough. There's not a lot of people in the central Valley that are doing this. Um, but even if there was, like I said, this is a national thing. We have a, a very broad reach. And so it, there's, there's plenty of people out there to, to connect with. Right. All right. Let's uh, talk about the thing. Everybody wants to know, are you getting business off of Instagram or social media? Yes, I am getting a ton. So um, when we started this, this was simply just for me um, to drive traffic, to try to get leads, to try to get contracts, to try to get um, closed loans, right? Um, it's gotten to the point now where our company um, is developing what we call our influencer division. So there's me and another influencer who are joint teams. Um, and we are driving traffic and leads. Um, so, hold on one second. Let me double check because I should have Pull up the pipeline report. This month, I had an email come out this morning. So, according to the statistics, we have uh, 17 applications um, or 17 contracts um, from social media in the month of February. Um, we have 350 applications for February, and we had close to 700 leads. And is that, what are those, those sources? How many of that's Insta versus other places? So that would probably be about, for me, it's about 75% TikTok, 25% Instagram. Really? We are shocking people's perception of TikTok right now. Well, and I mean, that's the other thing is, is that the other influencer, his, I would say a majority of his leads and his uh, applications are coming from Instagram. Mm -hmm. So again, different clients, different customers, different platforms have different messages with different results. You know, what's so interesting about this, and this is part of the challenge for, I think some people, sometimes they have to decide, you know, what platform to quote, go, go all in on. And I'll, I'll definitely take your input on this after I do this little riff here. Because I'm going to assume you probably dedicated focus time early on to perhaps Instagram or TikTok first. Um, but for example, again, just because it's fresh into my mind, you know, on the call earlier about YouTube and you know Levi making the positioning YouTube as being, you know, what he said basically was, you know, I don't, I don't sit down with my wife and go, hey, honey, let's uh, let's sit down and get on TikTok or get on Instagram and see what's for sale if we're thinking about buying homes. Now, maybe the mortgage journey is a little bit different, but his point was, as you well know, that YouTube is a search engine, it's research. People are getting in there in the early stages of research. And that's why he tends to favor YouTube. But at the same time, clearly you're getting business from a non-search platform that isn't really research oriented. It's more entertainment oriented. So what do you say to that? So, I mean, that's, that's a, it's a great question. And in all fairness, I would disagree with you. TikTok and Instagram would be considered a search engine. Um, if you look at TikTok, people search for information. They search for. Uh, How do they search? Do they just go to the search? Like right now, just type in search and then, you know. You, you just like you search. can on YouTube, right? If you yeah. go to YouTube, right? You still have to go to the search, search bar to search right. for, for whatever it is you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So when you go to TikTok, if there's something that you're there to learn about, you can search for it in their search bar, just yeah. like you can on YouTube. Yeah. So it is its own search engine. Um, and the other part about it is, is that with the changes in SEO and Google and all of that, you can be on the internet, you can be searching in Google and end up on TikTok. Um, right. So right. it's not necessarily, yes, I agree. YouTube's a great search engine and it's one place that I'm, putting more emphasis and work into yeah. because of right. the long form content. Right. But 
again, short form content is a little bit easier to get into. And it has the same search engine optimization as YouTube and same characteristics with the ability to search through it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes down to, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I would not put all of my cards in one basket. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at a lot of us in the influencer uh, arena, yeah. we are on all social media platforms. And it, the reason is, is that it, it, it will increase your brand awareness. Right. But it also is important because, again, different platforms have different followers who have different people looking for different things. Different audiences. Yep. yep. And so that so it goes back to this saying long time ago that I put in in my my book. For those of you who haven't got my book, you know what to do. Uh, and the saying was, "Everything works, just not everywhere, all the time for everybody." Right in the same way. So for for and by the way, the filter through which that was said through Levi and tons of respect. So that's just Levi and who he is, and that's what he that's how he's going to approach, you know something like buying a home or researching a product or something. He's not necessarily going to go to Instagram to research, you know, the hot coffee maker. What's the best coffee maker out there, right? Um, yet the numbers, your results are proving that you, and, and you're not the only person I've talked to, obviously, you can get business. It doesn't have to be. And I think this, I'm just, you know, long-winded here, going back to circling the question I ask people when they're trying to decide where do they focus their attention is, um, where do you already hang out? Which social platform? Right. You know, where do you get your information from? Yeah. Start there. Yeah. Where do you enjoy going on and saying, Hey, I'm going to flip through this and find out some more information on this. Right. That's right. a, that's a great place to start because you're yeah. comfortable. Um, you, you've seen a lot of the messaging, right? Again, we talk about this because on social media platforms, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, um, different platforms have different messages that work. So if you're on a specific platform because you enjoy it, most likely the messaging there fits your your brain, fits the way you think, and yeah. most likely will fit the same clientele that you're looking for that you would meld well with. Mm, interesting. Uh, here's a question I, I've been wanting to ask somebody, and this is completely off from left field. So, uh, you know, with TikTok, right? One of the reasons you, you said, oh, you know, if you look at us influencers, we're kind of spreading our content around. Um a different audiences, but B in, in TikTok's particular case, like you never know what social platform might not be here, right? Oh yeah, like all the stuff with China and all. Like who knows? One day that could be shut down, baby. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that was. I mean, obviously, we didn't really know that that was going to happen, and we do a lot of TikTok content. So I would say we probably do three to four times a day on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, um, but in all fairness, it's it's one of those things where we've kind of tried to do it all places as much as possible. Um, and then, but again, we have to tweak the messages depending on the platform. Mm. Okay. So you said it now you know, three times a day on TikTok, uh, whatever, twice a day on Instagram. Uh, and again, it's, it's the listeners are like, dude, how do you do that? Or, well, how, most people are asking that, that question from the, from the context of being an originator. Are you no longer in the, you know, the, the typical day-to-day activities of an originator. I spend almost all my day originating loans, whether I'm reviewing applications, credit reports, uh, inputting contracts. Obviously, I have a, a team. So my processor, my loan partner, they help me when things get into contract and we're on a tight timeline. Yeah. Um, but as far as the leads and everything are concerned, I'm handling all of them at this point. We are trying to find uh, additional loan officers who maybe would like to work leads and figure out how to get applications closed um, to help. Because obviously I, you know, I I spend probably seven hours of every day working on the leads, the applications, the credit and the customers. Um, But I take at least an hour every day to create content. Um, And a lot of times what we do is we do batch. Um, So we'll take and we'll time block three hours on a Thursday and we will go in and as we've done our market research, we will save videos that we like. We'll save, um, cause again, we do trending. So trending audios, we'll save the audios that we like. Um, and what we'll do is we'll go record all of these videos, um, whether the trending ones or they're talking ones. Um, a lot of the trending ones are really easy to do because we can batch a bunch of them. And then we add the message later. Yeah. 
Um, but the talky ones, obviously, um, that's more of us going, hey, we really need to get this message out. So that comes from me working files. So as I'm working files and we run into issues, uh, things where people didn't realize that this was the case or there was a lack of education and a lack of information, um, I'm writing this stuff down as I'm working on it. So that way, then I can create videos around it to offer up entertainment and education about the process or something that we, as we're going through it, somebody didn't know. Um, so the market research comes from doing the loans too. Right. Yeah, exactly. The content you get from talking to people. Yeah. Um, I've said it ad nauseum. I feel like in the last day of just people are like, what do I talk about? Well, how about the top five or 10 questions you get? Right. I mean, that's five or 10 videos right there. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, it's endless. There, there's a boundless amount of information that people just don't know. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, it's not everybody. So you'll have the same message a bunch of times, or you may have it only once, but it's all information that is being missed or not being taught that you could create content around them to help somebody figure that out and know that ahead of time. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So in terms of this lead generation stuff, 17 contracts, uh, what was the apps? Fifth. 350 apps. Is that what I wrote down? 350 applications. That's and crazy. I was like double checking that number was correct. Yeah. <laughs> That's for February. Yes. So, I mean, we've done close to three to 4,000 applications since we really started this whole social media thing. Okay. That's what I wanted to, to better understand is your kind of like um, lead, you know, social media inquiry thing process. Um, there's a kind of a link in bio you use yep. snip feed. Other people use like link tree. Link tree. Yep. Is that how you move people forward in the process? Yeah. So a lot of, like I said, a lot of our content is centered around different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the programs that we offer, we call our blueprint, blueprint to home program. It used to be our road to home program. So it's changed. Uh, the messaging's changed a little bit. That's thanks to my boss. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is for those who aren't necessarily ready to buy right now um, that either need credit help so they know that their credit's not where it needs to be and they need some advice on how to get there because that's a lot of a lot of people in this in, in this country just don't know how to fix their credit or get their credit where they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also gives them a chance to work with us to figure out where they need to be in order to buy a house. And we give them a timeline. We set them up on an app. The app allows them to set goals, um, create a savings account that they can auto-draft into to start saving for a down payment track things like their rent payments, which we can use to help them qualify for a home loan. There's a bunch of different aspects on the app that we help them with in the blueprints at home that gives them, that helps them strengthen their file within the timeline that they want to be able to purchase house. So a lot of people who are, you know, I'm in my lease for another six to 12 months. I'm not ready to buy right now. That's great. Here's how what we can do. So we'll take your application. We'll do a soft credit pull. This gives us enough information to tell you kind of what you qualify for, but it also gives us information that we can tell you, hey, if you did this, this, and this with your credit, this is where your credit score would be. Here's the programs you would be eligible for. Here's what you qualify for based on your income. If you were to pay down this debt, you could qualify for this. Or if you were to save up this much money, here's how much you could buy, and here's how much you could qualify for. So it's kind of our catch-all for those that aren't necessarily ready to buy right now, who either need credit help or need help with saving for a down payment. We're just figuring out how to be able to come along. Okay. Mm. So that's one of the, the, the links in our, in our snip feed. Um, it's a big one for our leads because people are very, very interested in finding out how to fix their credit. Um, but then we have, you know, just your typical payment assistance programs, FHA, USDA, VA. So I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about that all the time. And so when they're getting to our snip feed, they're seeing those and they can go. Um, and click on those. And those are funnels, right? So they're just driving right. their information to us and then we're pulling up with them. But I would say probably closer to 60% of the people that I message with on a daily basis, because I'm in and I'm direct messaging out of social media accounts from myself, um, they're going directly to the application um, because they understand that without the application, there's a lot of information that I'm missing that I can't help them decide whether or not they're going to be a homeowner. So is most of the lead flow uh, in the DMs or over in your SNP feed? So I would say probably about 60% of the the applications are coming directly from DMs. 
Yeah. Um, the other 40% are those that are going in through the lead funnels and that we're following up with after they've done the lead funnel to have a conversation, whether they're asking questions, um, because I, it's interesting, right? So different social media accounts, different social media platforms have different ways that you can direct message or you can't. Mm-hmm. So TikTok, you have to follow and they have to follow you to be able to direct message them. So it's very difficult for people to direct message you on TikTok unless I'm actively following them and they're following me. So again, we can let them hop over to Instagram. They can message me there, or they can just hop onto the snip feed and make a 15 minute phone call appointment with me or go through one of the funnels and then reach out and then we connect with them then. Yeah. So, um, on your, um, the one where it's the, uh, the home program there to, to, you know, kind of get on the path towards home ownership. Obviously they go into some kind of funnel. What's I'm just, this is me now geeking out. What's the back end, the CRM on that, if I can ask. So, uh, lead pops is the funnel. Right. Um, I'm a big fan of lead pops. Mm-hmm. Um, once that happens, it's going into verse, mm-hmm. uh, which Source.io. is a bot system where there's automated text messaging going back and forth between the consumer who's just filled out their information. Right. And then currently we're, we're playing it into uh, what we call daily AI, uh-huh. um, where uh-huh. it's being mirrored so that I can step in if the bot's unable to answer the questions. Um, and manually take over the conversation from there. Yeah. Daily.ai CRM, I believe, if I recall. That is it. Yep. We are in the process of working with a couple of different other CRMs to possibly change that though, so that we can live and host everything in one CRM. Right. Yep. Simplify your life. Um, what What is the most popular, popular, most utilized funnel of the ones you've mentioned and that are on your snip feed here? I would say it's probably the blueprint to, to home or the road to home. Road to home. Because people want to understand, hey, can I qualify? How much? All that stuff. So a lot of first time home, home buyer stuff. Uh, exactly. Yep. Okay. Very interesting. Love that. Um, what's been, um, has anything shocked you or surprised you on either side of the coin, positive or negative on your social journey? I guess probably the one thing that shocked me the most is the amount of engagement that we get. Um, and I guess I, more so just the the lack of information that's out there, I guess, for them. I, I, it's either we're, we have a lack of education in our school system for financing and understanding credit, or we just, we, we're not teaching it because a lot of the consumers that I talk with they just don't know anything about credit or they don't know anything about finance. So I think that's probably been the biggest shocker to me. Um, And it's probably been the one piece that's been driving me to do more and more um, and to want to do a podcast and to want to hop on conversations like this is so that we can try to help educate as many of the consumers as we can. Well, I can tell you for sure. I know you're a dad of three young children, mine are 21 and 18. And uh, they, of course, recently come through high school and the school they go to, they actually give them the Dave Dave Ramsey education, right? So there's some good to that, meaning Mm -hmm. my dad, watch out for that. But I had a conversation or a debate with my older son about (laughs) they're all experts, right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, you know, oh, I don't need a FICO score. I'm like, hold on, let's. Let's time out. Why do you think you don't need a FICO score? And it's like all of a sudden, well, Dave says this, Dave says that, you know, I'm like, well, let's talk about the real world and you know why that's actually not hundred percent accurate son, you know? So they're either not being fed their information or some of it's not necessarily 100% accurate for operating in the modern world. Right. Yeah, and I think there's a, there's a, obviously uh, one of the things I try to teach my children is there's balance, right? Yeah. Um, we don't take everything from one person and that's, Right. The gospel, right? right. Um, there's life experiences too. Um, not only just the education. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it, I could go into a, a rabbit hole when it comes to the education and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where <laughs> we think we are and what information we've been provided and how that changes as we get into the real world and we we adjust our our thinking. Um, but I I I applaud their school for even yeah. giving them Dave Ramsey, right? Because that's going to give them information on budgeting and right. how to kind of deal with finances. Hopefully they're not going to be living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like there's, there's other aspects of it that that doesn't teach um, that they could get from somewhere else. And that's kind of where I feel like I would like to be able to come in for those types of people is explain like, look, you're right. Debt is bad. 
there's a lot of debt that's bad, but there's also some good debt. Right. And in order to have good debt, you have to have good FICO scores. And so in order to have good FICO scores, you have to understand how to work the system because it is a system. You know, the FICO scoring right. model is a, is, a, is, a, is a system that has to be worked. It's and a, it's a profit do. maker is what it is. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's why that's not going anywhere anytime soon. No, uh, you know, we've heard about the alternate FICO scores for years and uh, still haven't really seen them. Well, I mean, we've got the vantage score. I mean, that's what Experian, Equifax and TransUnion went and created once they heard that we were going to an alternative to the FICO score model so that they didn't lose their money. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's there and it's not really any better than the FICO score model. It's very similar. It just has different uh, impacts on different things. You know what I mean? Right. But you still need to have an established uh, history of paying off debt. Yeah. You still have to be, you still have to show that you can borrow money and pay it back. Right. Exactly. All right. Um, I noticed I see HomeBot somewhere in your funnels. Uh, I'm yeah. curious to what degree that's part of your overall process. So HomeBot is for those of our clients who are literally already closed. Um, it gives our clients the ability to keep track of a conservative estimate of value for their home. Um, they can track their mortgage payments. They can track their mortgage balances, kind of play with different things. It's a tool. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where we're at with that one. So now, I mean, I see you, it's in your funnel about like, you know, what's your home worth CMAs and all that. Is that much of a thing for you? Not really. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure you've probably talked to plenty of real estate agents recently. There's not a lot of people interested in, uh, selling their houses because they have their 2% interest rate. Um, well, yes. what, what, what's your home worth less than last month? How's that? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot more than it was last year. True. True. All perspective, right? hundred percent. Uh, no, I'm just curious because I, I do see pe some people using that as part of a lead capture process. Obviously it's for existing homeowners, but you know, it can be used for people that are out shopping. So a lot of our customers who are coming through the funnels, um, have the opportunity to jump in and start using it to start searching for homes. Um, we don't really push it too much, um, because we want to make sure that our clients are pre-approved before they start shopping for houses. Yes. hundred percent. Okay. Uh, any big plans for changes you're making this year in 2023 to your content strategy, to channels, to types of content? Honestly, I think, uh, it's a lot of more of the same, uh, going to spend a little bit more time, um, working with the longer form content, um, creating some more, um, informational, educational, um, maybe some pieces that might be able to help. I mean, we're working on a class right now. Uh, right. there's a lot of first time home buyer classes out there. Um, but you, most people don't know where to find them. So because we have a platform where a lot of people have found us, um, and they feel comfortable and, uh, can trust us, we're, we're planning on creating some sort of first time home buyer class to give them the ability to go out on our social media platform, start playing around with it and maybe learn a little bit more about the process that way. Is that going to be like you on video and stuff, the educational content? Uh, I think people get enough of me on video. I'm planning on making it a little bit more fun, uh, a little bit more interactive, kind of like a uh, interactive slideshow uh -huh. um, with some video. A lot of, yeah, I mean, there's there's no reason to recreate the wheel. There's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of uh, first time homebuyer classes online. Um, right. So I've gone out and took a, taken a look at a lot of them. So we, we've got a lot of the same information. We're just going to try to play with it to see how we can make it more engaging and a little bit more fun. Um, so that way people can actually finish it and feel like they've learned something. Yeah. I was doing some research on that as well. Uh, rocket used to have one, I forget what the name of it was. And they, they, they changed it. It used to be like on this thinkific platform, Fannie Mae, as you probably know, has one. Um, so I'm looking at some, doing some stuff there as well. Let's compare notes perhaps. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, I, like I said, I, I love to collaborate because like I said, I, I, there's a lot of stuff I don't know. Um, and I love to get more information and work with other people because the, the more we collaborate, the the better off our consumers will be and yeah. the more information they're going to have. All right. Well, this has been awesome. I do appreciate you making time. I know you're busy, probably keeping you from making videos or at least talking to some somebody wanting to do a loan with you. Uh, so in the show notes, people, I'm going to put links. It's mortgage dad of three for Instagram. And TikTok, of course, it's the same because Josh is smart and he knows about brand continuity. So it's Mortgage Dad of Three over on Instagram as well. And then lo and behold, if I'm correct, same on YouTube. Yeah. It's everywhere, my friend. There you go, man. Smart. So those are all the places you can follow Josh. Anything else you want to tell the listeners before we sign off? 
Uh, honestly, everybody have fun, enjoy life, and don't sweat the the media because most of it's just fear mongering. Yeah. Keep going and enjoy life. Right on. All right, Josh. Well, we appreciate it very, very much. Uh, links will be in the show notes, people. If you like this episode, you know what to do. Leave us a review or share it with somebody. And uh, until the next time, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now. guys, what's up real quick. Uh, you've heard about the mortgage marketing pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our mortgage marketing pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.